On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, we visit with one of the members of our All-2010s team. Calgary's Emerson Frostad talks about his journey in baseball and more. episode 72 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. Before we get started with our interview this week, we wanted to start off by congratulating Derek Jeter and Larry Walker on being inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. That announcement was made earlier this week, and both are obviously very deserving candidates for Cooperstown. Now, as we all know, Walker becomes the second Canadian to get the phone call, with first being Ferguson Jenkins. The Maple Ridge, B.C. native actually has a bit of a connection to our guest on this edition of the podcast. Emerson Frostad was born in Vancouver but raised in Calgary and was one of the original graduates of the Calgary Dogs program before it moved to Oak Tokes. He was drafted by the Texas Rangers in the 13th round of the 2003 MLB draft and he played professionally until 2013, including parts of four seasons in AAA ball. Frostad also represented Canada at a number of major events, including the 2008 Olympics and the 2011 Pan Am Games, and it was that connection to Baseball Canada where he got to work with Walker, who was a coach for the team on a few of those occasions. We talked about that and much more earlier this week. Emerson, welcome to the podcast and thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Let's start off with that news of the day. Your thoughts on Larry Walker getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, a guy that you worked with a time or two. Yeah, it's uh, it's an incredible day for Canadian baseball. It was, uh, for many of us, it was a day that was a long time coming. I know he had to wait a little longer than most of us would have liked, but for him to get in and to finally be able to call himself a Hall of Famer, it's it's a big day for, for Canadian baseball. And uh, my experience with Larry personally on the Canadian national team was uh, exceptional. He was a great guy. He was uh, amazing to have around for, for the younger players and just the guy that played at such a high level for so long. Um, the value he brought to the team was was incredible, and it was really a huge learning experience for all us young guys to have him around. So it's uh, it's a huge it was a huge day yesterday for us. How big of a role did he play, not just in how you performed on the field with Team Canada, but also just in in growing up in baseball and and looking and and trying to find those Canadians who made it to pro ball and beyond to be able to say, hey, if he did it, I can do it too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the the playing relationship started much later on, but yeah, going back to my childhood, he was he was it for Canadian baseball, at least for hitters at the time. Uh he was, you know, the top top performer and and he was a guy that you could look to and see he he grew up in Canada, he played in Canada and you know, I know Larry talks a lot about being a little behind uh, some of our U.S. counterparts. You know, growing up, we just don't get to play as much. So to see a guy like him actually make it and and perform and be an all-star and a Gold Glover, it was it was incredible to see. And it really, you know, as I progressed through high school and all that, to see a guy like him, 
you know, winning MVPs as well, just to, just to be able to do that from Canada. It was huge for, for myself and, and for my teammates. Now, speaking of your journey, let's get into it. I mean, you're born in Vancouver, but you came out to Calgary, part of the original Calgary Dogs program. Walk us through um, kind of growing up in Western Canada, thinking uh, and knowing that hockey was going to be front and center for so many people, and yet you decided to go a different route. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my dad and grandpa were both uh, big baseball fans. My grandpa played baseball growing up as well, so it was in the family. I played uh, played hockey as well till I was about twelve or thirteen. So the typical Canadian upgr- upbringing of playing hockey, but it got to a point uh, shortly after we moved to Calgary. We moved here when I was ten years old. So right at the start of Little League. Uh, it was shortly after that, you know, there was a group of us with Cal West Little League that uh, ended up being the first iteration of the dogs that we all just got along so well. We were all uh, fairly good players. We just wanted that extra bit more to to be able to play more than 20 games a summer. And, and we really just loved the sport. So the fortunately, our a good group of our dads, including John Candia, uh, started the dogs program, but it was really uh, a group of us that just loved playing. And, and, you know, that was part of the reason why I went the baseball route rather than hockey. It was just, it was just so much fun to be around the guys that ended up forming that part of that dogs program. What was it like growing up trying to make it in a sport that Canada and Alberta isn't really all that well known for? Yeah, yeah, totally. It was, uh, you know, it's hard to dream that big, honestly, uh, playing baseball in Alberta. It was uh, about the time just before the dog started, I believe, Chris Rietzma was coming up through Babe Ruth here and to see, you know, I went and watched a few of his games and to see, you know, 30, 40, 50 scouts in the stands uh, for a, a pitcher from Calgary, that was that was kind of an eye-opening experience. And then obviously guys like Larry Walker and a few others playing in the big leagues that, you know, that, that experience of seeing those guys kind of sparked the, the belief that, you know, maybe we could take this to a college and pro level. Um, but before that, it was just hard to imagine uh, being able to do that. But I think, uh, yeah, I, I just think back on seeing Chris Rietzma come up through the pro the programs here and do so well and become a high draft pick and, even though the seasons are short and we don't didn't play that many games just to have that exposure and for him to draw a bunch of scouts up here to watch him that was that was an eye-opening experience for me when did you realize that this might be a dream worth chasing rather than just hey this is a fun game to play yeah that's uh, that's a great question i think it was when we first started the dogs team we you know, went down to the States maybe once our first year and we started doing that more frequently and we started competing with teams from Florida and Texas and California and we were beating some of them and if not beating them, we were right in the game with them and, you know, can't recall off the top of my head, but, you know, we're playing against guys that have, you know, first round draft picks and and guys going on scholarship to to Pac-12 schools and and big time programs. And just to be able to compete with those guys through the dogs program, I think a lot of us started to realize that, you know, we can make a go of this and we're, we're not just uh, having fun with it and and then going to carry on with our lives that we can actually make a run at this, at this. 
So then obviously you managed to make a good go of it and it starts going uh, at college. And what did you take away from that experience? Yeah, that was an incredible time at Lewis Clark State. Um, even though we had the dogs program, it was at that point in time, it was still tough to get down to the States. It's It still is, but it's a little different now with the the age of video and you know there's just so much more access to be able to see players but back then it was it was very hard to get down there and quite a few of us off that the original dogs program got scholarships and I got down to play at Lewis Clark State for Ed Sheff who's a legendary coach in the NAI ranks and he's won I think it was 13 or 14 national championships uh, at that time. He won a few more. And just to get down there and get exposed to a lot of my teammates were from California and, and the West Coast, Oregon, that kind of thing, that played a ton of baseball growing up. So it was I redshirted my first year. It was a huge learning curve for me just to go from facing guys that are throwing, you know, 85 miles an hour to all of a sudden 92, 93 with – you know, good off-speed pitches. It's it was a huge learning curve. So, it was an incredible learning experience. And Coach Chef runs a tight ship down there, uh, or ran a quite a tight ship down there. So it was uh, it was great. I was only 17 when I uh, left to go to school. So I had a lot of growing to do physically and and mentally. And uh, it was a great great time there. Was that a tough transition going from you know being the big fish in little pond to kind of the little fish in a big pond? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was, uh, had to, you kind of have to swallow your pride a little bit, especially when you're redshirting like that. I played in the fall scrimmages, but didn't play a game at all my first spring. Uh, maybe got into a couple exhibition games, but, you know, to be to just sit there and, and watch your teammates play, that's tough, but it, it motivates you, or at least it motivated me to really work hard and, you know, put in that extra time in the batting cage and in the weight room. And, you know, I wanted to get back on the field on the team that I thought I was supposed to be playing on. And that was a huge motivating thing for me. And I, I definitely needed it. I'm not saying it was a, a bad decision. I needed that year to develop and kind of catch up. So it, it worked out really well. Obviously, because you ended up getting drafted by Texas 13th round 2003 draft. Do you remember where you were when you got that phone call? Yeah, I was uh, at home here in Calgary um, with my family, my mom and dad and my brother. And uh, that was such an exciting day. Um, there was a few of us, Jim Henderson as well, and a couple of the other dogs that thought there'd be a chance to get drafted. But when you're going through that process, you really have no idea what to expect. You're hearing a few different things from the scouts and the teams that you've talked to but until you go through the day you have really no idea what's going to happen and got the call and it was just such an exciting day to you know reach that milestone and then realize that you have such a incredible opportunity in front of you. What did that mean to you to be a kid from Calgary from western Canada who managed to get selected and then actually end up going and playing some pro ball? Yeah that was that was huge it was uh I was, it was a really proud day for me and uh, my family and the dogs program and, and generally baseball in Alberta. It was uh, a good a good time for baseball in Alberta. There was a lot of people, not just with the dogs, but all over the province that were getting down to the States and playing college ball. And then a few of us were fortunate to take it to that, that next step. So you just reflect on where you started and, you know, playing Cal West Little League and all-star teams and all that. It was a long journey and 
you know, you enjoy it for, for a little while and then you kind of go back to the same thing where you're a little fish in a big pond again, starting at the bottom of the minor leagues. And and you went through every level, all the way up to AAA for a few seasons as well. Take us back to that time and some of the memories you have from your days in the minors. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, It was... Uh, the learning experience at college was dwarfed by the learning experience in pro ball. It's just, everything's ratcheted up that much more that it's all the top guys from all the college programs. And you know, that you're not, you don't have school to worry about anymore. It's, it's for lack of a better word, it's a full-time job that you dedicate yourself to and you have a lot to learn. Uh, you get start playing against guys, you know, pretty early on that are four or five, six years older than you. And, a lot more physically mature so you you have to put in the time and the work to to develop and I fortunately was with the Rangers that it was a great organization we had plenty of resources to accomplish that but you know you're you're back you know you, you don't have any teammates that you played with previously for the most part you're getting to meet a bunch of new guys from all different backgrounds and you all have the same goal in mind to make it to the big leagues and you know, you're you're competing on the field every day. It was it was a great experience. Any players that you either played with or against that really stood out to you where you went, Oh, they're definitely going to the bigs? <laughs> yeah, there's there's a few along the way. Um I played with Ian Kinsler early on in the Texas organization and he ended up having I think he just retired a few weeks ago actually. Mm-hmm. He had a long run in the big leagues. You could tell right away that you know, he was something special. There's a few other ones along the way. I played against Mike Trout in Double A, and the way the ball came off his bat was just unbelievable. It was like nothing I'd ever seen before. You knew he was going to be good uh, right away as soon as, he, as you saw him play. And got to play with Jose Altuve and a couple other guys that have gone on to be All Stars. And yeah, it's 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 fun playing with those guys because you can see how easy they make the game look but you know it's it's not easy and you learn a lot from them too being around guys that can perform at that high of a level every day or most days and it's uh it, it ups your own game just being exposed to that I know in talking to a lot of players past and present is that it's one thing to talk about the players it's another to talk about the memories whether it's the road trips uh you know the 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 off-field stuff anything stick out to you as maybe some of your favorite memories of your days playing uh, pro ball oh yeah for sure uh long bus rides and all like I, I always look back and you know I'm so thankful to play minor league baseball and those memories are something I'll never forget. But the the thing that sticks out to me the most is just the opportunity to play for team Canada. It was, uh, you know, you know, those guys a little better. You're, you're not worried about who's going to get called up next or who's getting sent down next. You're really just trying to win and play for your country and, and winning is the only thing that matters. And those teams came together so, so quickly and, uh, you're on a road trip, you know, overseas or wherever. So you're spending a lot of time together and, and you're really bonding. And um, yeah, there's, you know, numerous stories about having dinner in Italy and uh, for the World Cup over there and grapes flying around and Larry Walker getting hit in the eye randomly. Like there's there's lots of things that uh, memories that I'll cherish, especially from those Canadian teams. 
You mentioned the Canada side of it. What did it mean to you to don the maple leaf? Yeah, it was uh, it was an incredible opportunity. You know, you grow up dreaming of playing in the major leagues, and and that's the ultimate goal. Um, but until you put that jersey on, you don't really realize how special it is. Uh, I was fortunate to play on the junior team in 2001, and that kind of you know got the the fire going for for baseball Canada. And then it was uh, five years later, so it was a bit of a gap before I played on the senior team. And it's just uh, an incredible thing to play with guys from all across the country and really come together and. Uh, you know, our, one of our major highlights was winning the gold in 2011 at the Pan Am Games and just being able to do, do that for your country and grow really the exposure to baseball around here. You know, the Blue Jays have done a great job of that over the last, you know, five or six years. There was a bit of a lull there, but just to just to grow the game in Canada and, and be a part of that was something I, that was very special. All along the journey, any teammates, any coaches who really stood out or people just in general who really made an impact on not just the baseball side of it, but also life? Yeah, yeah. All the way back to my college coach, Ed Sheff, he, you know, the, you realize later on in life how much you learn when you're 17, 18, 19 years old. Uh, he really instilled uh, a strong work ethic. You know, he, he taught us to play the game the right way. Um, and then even back further to the dogs program, um, John Ircandia, uh, as well as a lot of the other dads, there was a group of about four or five of our dads that kind of ran the show at the beginning and just to see how passionate they were about the game. And, um, you know, for us to take that and, and run with it, it was a, it was a great starting point. When you look back on all of those people, any piece of advice that really stuck out to you that has stuck with you throughout, whether it be baseball or even current life now as a, a corporate lawyer? <laughs> yeah, it's it's surprising how much uh, of what you learn in sports translates to the real world once you're once you're done playing. It's uh, you know just just the the moral values. I, I wouldn't say there's one piece of advice, but you know baseball's uh, despite what's happened recently it's an honest game for the most part and you have to be honest with yourself about how you're performing you have to be honest with your teammates um you know to give an honest effort and it shows if you're not if you're dogging it on the base paths or or in the weight room you know your your teammates and coaches they pick up on that and and you know it sets a tone just to be try to be your best self as often as you can be and uh, you know, you, you being part of a team that is all pulling in the right direction, you don't want to be the one that uh, that's letting everyone else down. So, I just, I just value where I came from and and how I grew up in the game so much, and it's helped me so much uh, in my next career. If you were surrounded by a bunch of young athletes here right now, and you had to give them some words of wisdom from your days, what would you tell them? I think just the, you know, kind of what I thought growing up is that even though you're growing up in Canada and, and if you're playing baseball or really any sport, you can, you really can take it as far as you, as you want and hard work and, and effort is going to take you a long way. Um, so many people are blessed with talent and, and some aren't, but hard work and effort and dedication can really make up for a lot of that. You know, there's, 
some of the guys I played with in double A AA and triple A were not the most talented people around and they made it that far and some made it to the big leagues uh, despite that just because they they had a plan and they worked hard and and uh, they really loved what they did and you, that can take you a long way. Final question for you when you look back at the baseball side of things what are you most proud of? Uh, that's a good question I think uh, I think our performance on the Canadian team really um, you know we won won the gold medal we had a couple bronze medals with the World Cup. Just it feels like our group of players kind of ushered in a, a new era of Canadian baseball. You see, you know, more and more guys getting selected in higher rounds, and you know, it's not simply because of us on the national team. There's a lot of like Joey Votto and Justin Morneau and those guys doing so well at the big league level. But I think just uh, that little bit of extra exposure on the national team and us doing well however little bit that helps that's that's definitely what i'm most proud of emerson thanks so much for joining us and sharing some of your insights and your memories thank you very much i really appreciate you having me Thanks again to Emerson Frostat for joining us this week. And as always, thanks to you for downloading and listening. In case you missed the news earlier this week, we have added another podcast platform to our lineup. You can now listen in on Stitcher, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean, and Spotify. If you haven't already, make sure to leave us a rating and review if you can, as those kinds of things help spread the word about the podcast. Until next time, thanks again for all of your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.